speaking about social inclusion and housing, one European country can be seen as a total mythbuster. Yes, it is Finland. Once travel is safe and possible again, we dare you to have a stroll in its capital Helsinki and try to tell the difference between the 10 years just by looking at the buildings. It is also the right time to say that the next edition of the International Social Housing Festival in June 2022 will give you this opportunity. A European champion in tackling homelessness, Finland has also been implementing sensible land policies and for half a century already applying the social mix principle, where regardless of where you live, your neighbor can be someone who rents a social or private housing or someone who owns a home. This is the Making a House a Home show, aired straight from Brussels in what we call today a home office. I'm Diana Rudenova and you're listening to the ninth podcast of the Housing 2030 initiative led by housing experts from over 56 governments through UNICE, UN Habitat and more than 43,000 social affordable housing providers represented by Housing Europe. This episode puts good governance and Finland's housing solutions at the center. The director of the Housing Finance and Development Center of Finland, ARA, Jarmo Linden, says that to achieve a good urban social mix, you have to do this from the beginning and smiles by saying that Finnish are pragmatic. Tune in for our conversation with Jarmo just a few hours before he goes skiing for the weekend. Finland prides itself on 10-year blind estates with a seamless mix of social and private homes in the same neighborhoods. What are the key ways to achieve that when considering upstream governance and policymaking? Yes, in Finland, the municipalities have the main role achieving these type of housing areas. We call them social mix. And you have to do that from the beginning in Helsinki, the capital. This has been the policy for half a century that you are very aware of the mixing of different type of 10 years social housing, rental housing, limited ownership or unregulated home ownership. So the new targets in the Helsinki is that there should be at least 30% of social rental housing in every housing area starting 2023. Until now it has been one-fourth, 25%. And then there are some forms of what are called intermediate housing. Around half, not more, non-regulated owner occupancy. And the other cities has about the same ideas of how new housing areas are done. The problem, if you already have very one-sided housing areas, how to fix that later, it's much more difficult than to change the balance of tenure, but it can be done with the, that you build something more or change tenure, but it's much more difficult to do afterward. Better to do it in the beginning. What role is played by the public housing companies? Let's say, what are the three points to keep in mind to have optimal relations with housing providers? What concerns social rental housing, the main role is played by municipality-owned housing companies. They are the main actors. 
the owners of social rental housing in, in Finland. So the municipalities are the most important operators here because the municipalities has the monopoly on planning. They can decide who will get those building sites and what price. The price for social housing can be lower than the market price, even according to the EU legislation. Scale regulations allow municipalities to give out building sites lower price or rent than market price. That's very important when you try to achieve balanced housing areas and sustainable cities. The government or the state is supporting operators. We have these subsidy loans and different type of grants to subsidize rental housing production, mainly rental housing nowadays. We have other type of 10-year call right of occupancy, which don't have so much limitations in tenant selection. So it's better for young families to achieve affordable housing in the cities. So they have the major role, municipality-owned housing companies. So it's important that the municipalities have housing policies of their own concerning the land use, concerning the construction and the collective traffic. They all have to go in hand. We have agreements on land use, transport and housing between government and the municipalities in the biggest growth centers like Helsinki metropolitan area or Tampere and Turku regions. So there is an agreement how much should be built and how much or what percentage should be government subsidized housing and what kind of traffic arrangements should be done and government is subsidizing this investment in collective transport systems. This all has to go hand in hand. The municipality has to have housing policies of their own concerning the social mix principle of the housing areas, the production they build for their own ownership and land use policies that these housing areas are balanced, not built for profit seeking. It has to be limited, otherwise it will be very one-sided cities. And the government has these tools for subsidizing affordable housing production as we had had since 1949. I know that many countries have stopped subsidizing housing production, and I think that's a mistake. If you only subsidize the demand, you can't balance the housing areas. Of course, you need both. You need subsidies for supply and subsidies for demand. Finland is renowned for its successful approach to reduction of homelessness, and we see it being given as an example at almost every event on the topic. What extent is the success linked to housing policy and to what extent to the broader welfare tradition in Finland? We first solve the lack of housing and then after that we try to solve the other problems. You can't solve any other problems if the housing is not organized first. So we skipped that staircase model and changed to this housing first model in 2008 and while tried to combat especially the long-term homelessness we had. So we renovated with government subsidies of ARA all away these 
former hostels and shelters away. Now they are more or less normal housing, housing units with where everybody has a full tenancy rights. So they have a rental agreement of their own. And I think that's the basis for the success. That we try to normalize this policies that we can subsidize with these systems or tools we have, this production of housing units and normal housing for these purposes. And then we have to connect that with enough care or support from the social services side. And of course, there are always some problems with these different sectors of public authorities. And the main sectors are housing and social and health services. But of course, for instance, criminal justice and employment and uh, education services, they all needed in this cooperation to achieve these goals. But housing policy is the basis. We need both. Welfare services are needed, of course, but without housing, they are meaningless. If the housing is very expensive, it will cause homelessness as well. Investments in housing has been a very profitable sector of economy, even in Finland. But we still have um, 25% of the housing production overall in countries, social housing. It's more and more understood that we need much stronger public housing policies. What would you say to inspire other countries to take the Finnish track? We are very humble and modest here in Finland, so we don't <laughs> usually give advice to anybody and very pragmatic. I think everybody should consider housing as a human right, not as a commodity, so that the price of housing is not too expensive. And I think that the responsibility goes in the public authorities, the government and the municipalities together. All the countries have their own historical ways of solving housing questions. But what has happened in most European countries is that there are more and more neoliberal features in the housing. And that has, I think, caused this housing crisis now in the biggest cities of Europe. I think there has to be more intervention from the public authorities to solve the question. The markets can't solve them in any affordable or sustainable way. Difficult to give any specific advice to any country. They have to start what they already have and, and change their policies from that basis. Jarmo, that's the last question from my side and the cherry on the cake. The international housing community is meeting in Finland between the 14th and the 17th of June in 2022, so next summer. This is probably one of the most exciting events for the housing world. Tell us a little bit more. Yes, the third International Social Housing Festival will be organized in Helsinki in June 2022. And it will be organized by ARA and the city of Helsinki together. And we invite all who are interested in the Finnish solutions to come and see how we have in practice solved these questions concerning homelessness or this social mix or quality of housing and overall affordable solutions. Thank you very much, Jarmo. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was the last of three Housing 2030 podcasts dedicated to governance. On 24th of February, Jarmo Lindén will join the Q&A panel of the next Housing 2030 digital conference, Good Governance and Regulation to Support Affordability in Housing. 
registrations will remain open in the next few days at housingeurope.eu or housing2030.org. Yermo will be joined by our two previous podcast guests, Dr. Julie Lawson, the Housing 2030 lead writer, and Dr. Ken Gibb, the director of the UK's Collaborative Centre for Housing Evidence. So keep an eye on the Housing 2030 hashtag and share your thoughts on housing affordability. That was all from me, Diana Rutanova. Talk to you real soon about finance policies. Goodbye. <laughs>